Hello and welcome to Michelle Donatian Ministries, where Jesus is everything. Today's edition is Monday, January the 20th, 2020, and we are going to be reading the wonderful Word of God in the book of Leviticus, chapters 11 through 15. I'm so excited to be sharing this with you, and I hope and I pray, in fact, I know that as you're looking towards the things of God, if you look in your life and look for the blessings that God has put into your life, you will see the amazing things that he's doing. So I'm going to pray and we are going to get started. Dear Heavenly Father, I come before you and I ask you, Lord God, I lift up each and every person, Lord, that's listening as an listening by the sound of my voice, Lord God, let them be given a soft heart. Give them a soft heart, a heart that loves what you love and hates what you hate, Lord. Open up their eyes and give them revelation as they read your word. Give them a desire for your word, Lord God, a desire to spend time with you and a desire to surrender to you, Lord God. We choose to honor and glorify you, Lord God. We ask you, Lord, I ask you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, to give each one deep revelation by your Holy Spirit, Lord God. Show them Jesus in every book of the Bible. Hallelujah. And move in their hearts to share it with their loved ones and their family members, Lord God. Give them a desire to walk out your word to be doers of the word and not just hearers of the word. Increase their faith in the name of Jesus that they may walk and please you and be used by you for your glory. In Jesus' precious name. And all God's people said, Amen. So in the book of Leviticus chapter 11, we're going to start. And this is, this is the thought is about being clean and unclean. This is about the plagues and, and, and cleansing themselves. So this is about clean, clean, being clean and unclean. Okay? That's the thought of God. In verse uh, chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Verse 1, And the Lord spake unto Moses and to Aaron, saying unto them, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, These are the beasts which ye shall eat among all the beasts that are on the earth. Whatsoever parteth the hoof, and is cloven-footed, and cheweth the cud among the beasts that, ye, that shall ye eat. Nevertheless, these shall ye not eat of them that chew the cud, or of them that divide the hoof, as the camel, because he cheweth the cud, but divideth not the hoof. He is unclean unto you. And the coney, because he cheweth the cud, but divideth not the hoof, he is unclean unto you. And the hare, because he cheweth the cud, but divideth not the hoof, he is unclean unto you. And the swine, though he divideth, divide the hoof, and be cloven-footed, yet he cheweth not the cud, he is unclean to you. Of their flesh shall ye not eat, and their carcass shall ye not touch, they are unclean to you. These shall ye eat of all that are in the waters, Whatsoever hath fins and scales in the waters, in the seas and in the rivers, them shall ye eat. And all that have not fins and scales in the seas and in the rivers, of all that move in the waters, and of any living thing which is in the waters, they shall be an abomination unto you. They shall be even an abomination unto you. 
Ye shall not eat of their flesh, but ye shall have their carcasses in abomination. Whatsoever hath no fins nor scales in the waters, that shall be an abomination unto you. And these are they which shall have an abomination, which ye shall have in abomination among the fowls. I'll read that again, chapter, uh, uh, chapter 11, verse 13. And these are they which ye shall have in abomination among the fowls. They shall not be eaten. They are an abomination, the eagle and the ossifrage and the osprey and the vulture and the kite after his kind. Every raven after his kind, and the owl and the nighthawk, and the cuckow, and the hog after his kind, and the little owl, and the corm cormorant, and the great owl, and the swan, and the pelican, and the gyre eagle, and the stork, the heron after her kind, and the lapwing, and the bat, all fowls that creep going upon all four, shall be an abomination unto you. Yet these may ye eat of every flying, creeping thing that goeth upon all four, which have legs above their feet, to leap withal upon the earth. Even these of them ye may eat, the locust after his kind, and the bald locust after his kind, and the beetle after his kind, and the grasshopper after his kind. But all other flying, creeping things, which have four feet, shall be an abomination unto you. And for these ye shall be unclean. Whosoever toucheth the carcass of them shall be unclean unto the even. And whosoever beareth aught of the carcass of them shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the even. The carcasses of every beast which divideth the hoof, and is not cloven-footed, nor cheweth the cud, are unclean unto you. Every one that toucheth them shall be unclean. And, whoso, and whatsoever goeth upon his paws among, uh, among all that manner of beasts that go on all fours, those are unclean unto you. Whoso toucheth their carcass shall be unclean until the evening. And he that beareth the carcass of them shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the even. They are unclean unto you. These also shall be unclean unto you among the creeping things that creep upon the earth, the weasel and the mouse and the tortoise after his kind and the ferret, and the chameleon, and the lizard, and the snail, and the mole. These are unclean to you among all that creep. Whosoever doth touch them, when they be dead, shall be unclean until the even. And upon whatsoever any of them, when they are dead, doth fall, it shall be clean. Whether it be any vessel of wood, or raiment, or skin, or sack, whatsoever vessel it be, Wherein any work is done, it must be put into water, and it shall be unclean until the even, so it shall be cleansed. And every earthen, ve earthen vessel whereunto any of them falleth, whatsoever is in it shall be unclean, and ye shall break it. Of all meat which may be eaten, that on which such water cometh shall be unclean. And all drink that may be drunk in every such vessel shall be unclean. And everything whereupon any part of their carcass falleth shall be unclean. Whether it be oven or range for pots, they shall be broken down, for they are unclean and shall be unclean unto you. Nevertheless, a fountain or pit wherein there is plenty of water shall be clean, but that which toucheth their carcass shall be unclean. And if any part of their carcass fall upon any sowing seed which is to be sown, it shall be clean. But if any water be put upon the seed, and any part of their carcass fall thereon, it shall be unclean unto you. And if any beast of which ye may eat die, he that toucheth the carcass thereof shall be unclean until the even. And he that eateth of the carcass of it shall wash his clothes, 
and be unclean until the even. He also that beareth the carcass of it shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the even. And every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth shall be an abomination. It shall not be eaten. Whatsoever goeth upon the belly, and whatsoever goeth upon all four, or whatsoever hath more feet among all creeping things that creep upon the earth, them ye shall not eat, for they are an abomination. Ye shall not make yourselves abominable with any creeping thing that creepeth, neither shall ye make yourselves unclean with them, that ye should be defiled thereby. For I am the Lord your God, ye shall therefore sanctify yourselves, and ye shall be holy. For I am holy, neither shall ye defile yourselves with any manner of creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. For I am the Lord that bringeth you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. Ye shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. This is the law of the beasts, and of the fowl, and of every living creature that moveth in the waters, and of every creature that creepeth upon the earth, to make a difference between the unclean and the clean, and between the beast that may be eaten and the beast that may not be eaten. Leviticus chapter 12. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, If a woman have conceived, have conceived seed and born a man-child, and she shall be unclean seven days. According to the days of the separation for her infirmity, she shall be unclean. And in the eighth day, the flesh of his foreskin shall be circumcised. And she shall then continue in the blood of her purifying three and thirty days. She shall touch no hallowed thing, nor come into the sanctuary until the days of her purifying be fulfilled. But if she bear a maid child, then she shall be unclean two weeks, as in her separation, and she shall continue in the blood of her purifying threescore and six days. And when the days of her purifying are fulfilled, for a son or for a daughter, she shall bring a lamb of the first year for a burnt offering, and a young pigeon or a turtle dove for a sin offering, unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, under the priest, who shall offer it before the Lord, and make an atonement for her, and shall be cleansed from the issue of her blood. This is the law for her that hath borne a male or a female. And if she be not able to bring a lamb, then she shall bring two turtles or two young pigeons, the one for the burnt offering and the other for a sin offering. And the priest shall make an atonement for her, and she shall be clean. Leviticus chapter 13. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, saying, when a, man shall, when a man shall have in the skin of his flesh a rising scab or bright spot, and it be in the skin of his flesh like the plague of leprosy, then he shall be brought unto Aaron the priest, or unto one of his sons the priests. And the priest shall look on the plague in the skin of the flesh, and when the hair in the plague is turned white, and the plague in sight be deeper than the skin of his flesh, it is a plague of leprosy. And the priest shall look on him and pronounce him unclean. If the bright spot be white in the skin of his flesh, and in sight be not deeper than the skin, and the hair thereof be not turned white, then the priest shall shut up him that hath the plague seven days. And the priest shall look on him the seventh day, and behold, if the plague in his sight be, be at a stay, and a plague, excuse me, let's start back from verse 5.
And the priest shall look on him the seventh day, and behold, if the plague in his sight be at a stay, and the plague spread not in the skin, then the priest shall shut him up seven days more. And the priest shall look on him again the seventh day, and behold, if the plague be somewhat dark, and the plague spread not in the skin, the priest shall pronounce him clean. It is but a scab, and he shall wash his clothes and be clean. But if the scab spread much abroad in the skin, after that he hath been seen of the priest for his cleansing, he shall be seen of the priest again. And of the priest, and if the priests see that, behold, the scab spreadeth in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a leprosy. When the plague of leprosy is in a man, then he shall be brought unto the priest. And the priest shall see him, and behold, if the rising be white in the skin, and it have turned the hair white, and there be quick raw flesh in the rising, it is an old leprosy in the skin of his flesh, and the priest shall pronounce him unclean, and shall not shut him up, for he is unclean. And if a leprosy break out abroad in the skin, and the leprosy cover all the skin of him that hath the plague, from his head even to his foot, wheresoever the priest looketh, then the priest shall consider and behold, if the leprosy have covered all his flesh, he shall pronounce him clean that hath the plague. It is all turned white, he is clean. But when raw flesh appeareth in him, he shall be unclean. And the priest shall see the raw flesh and pronounce him to be unclean, for the raw flesh is unclean. It is a leprosy. Or if the raw flesh turn again and be changed in, unto white, he shall come unto the priest. And the priest shall see him, and behold, if the plague be turned into white, then the priest shall pronounce him clean that hath the plague. He is clean. The flesh also in which even in the skin thereof was a boil and is healed. And in the place of the boil there be a white rising or a bright spot, white and somewhat reddish, and it be showed to the priest. And if, when the priest seeth it, behold, it be in sight lower than the skin, and the hair thereof be turned white, the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a plague of leprosy broken out of the boil. But if the priest look on it, and behold, there be no white hairs therein, and if it be not lower than the skin, but be somewhat dark, then the priest shall shut him up seven days. And if it spread much abroad in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a plague. But if the bright spots stay in his place and spread not, it is a burning boil, and the priest shall pronounce him clean. If there be, or if there be any flesh in the skin, whereof there is a hot burning, and the quick flesh that burneth have a white bright spot, somewhat reddish or white, then the priest shall look upon it and behold, if the hair in the bright, if the hair in the bright spot be turned white, and it be in sight deeper than the skin, it is a leprosy broken out of the burning. Wherefore the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is the plague of leprosy. But if the priest look on it and behold, there be no white hair in the bright spot, and it be no lower than the other skin, but be somewhat dark, then the priest shall shut him up seven days. And the priest shall look upon him the seventh day. And if it be spread much abroad in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is the plague of leprosy. And if the bright spots stay in his place and spread not in the skin, but it be somewhat dark, it is a rising of the burning. And the priest shall pronounce him clean, for it is an inflammation of the burning. 
If a man or woman have a plague upon the head or the beard, then the priest shall see the plague, and behold, if it be in sight deeper than the skin, and there be in it a yellow thin hair, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a dry skull, even a leprosy upon the head or beard. And if the priest look on the plague of the skull, and behold, it be not in sight deeper than the skin, and that there is no black hair in it, then the priest shall shut up him that hath the plague of the skull seven days. And in the seventh day the priest shall look on the plague, and behold, if the skull spread not, and there be in it no yellow hair, and the skull be not in sight deeper than the skin, he shall be shaven, but the skull shall not be shaved, he shall not shave, excuse me, but the skull shall he not shave, and the priest shall shut up him that hath the skull seven days more. And in the seventh day the priest shall look on the skull, and behold, if the skull be not spread in the skin, nor be in sight deeper than the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him clean, and he shall wash his clothes and be clean. But if, he, but if the skull spread much in the skin after his cleansing, then the priest shall look on him, and behold, if the skull shall spread in the skin, the priest shall not seek for yellow hair, he is unclean. But if the skull be in his sight at a stay, and, there, and that there is black hair grown up therein, the skull is healed, he is clean, and the priest shall pronounce him clean. If a man also or a woman have in the skin, or their flat of, uh, excuse me, verse 38 again. If a man also or a woman have in the skin of their flesh bright spots, even white bright spots, then the priest shall look and behold, if the bright spots in the skin of their flesh be darkish white, it is a freckled spot that groweth in the skin. He is clean. And the man whose hair is fallen off his head, he is bald, yet is he clean. And he that hath his hair fallen off from the part of his head toward his face, he, he is forehead bald, yet is he clean. And if there be in the bald head or bald forehead a white reddish sore, it is a leprosy sprung up in his bald head or his bald forehead. Then the priest shall look upon it and behold, if the rising of the sore be white reddish in his bald head or in his bald forehead as the leprosy appeareth in the skin of the flesh, he is a leprous man, he is unclean. The priest shall pronounce him utterly unclean, his plague is in his head. And the leper in whom the plague is, his clothes shall be rent, and his head bare, and he shall put a covering upon his upper lip, and shall cry, Unclean, unclean! All the days wherein the plague shall be in him, he shall be defiled. He is unclean, he shall dwell alone without the camp, he shall dwell alone. Without the camp shall be shall his habitation be. I'll read that again, uh, chapter, uh, chapter thirteen, verse forty six. All the days wherein the plague shall be in him, he shall be defiled. He is unclean. He shall dwell alone. Without the camp shall his habitation be. The garment also that the plague of leprosy is in, whether it be a woolen garment or a linen garment, whether it be in the warp or woof of linen or of woolen, whether in a skin or in anything made of skin. And if the plague be greenish or reddish in the garment or in the skin, either in the warp or in the woof or in anything of skin, it is a plague of leprosy and shall be showed unto the priest. And the priest shall look upon the plague and shut it up that hath the plague seven days. 
and he shall look on the plague on the seventh day. If the plague be spread in the garment, either in the warp or in the woof or in a skin or in any work that is made of skin, the plague is a fretting leprosy. It is unclean. He shall therefore burn that garment, whether warp or woof, in woolen or in linen, or anything of skin wherein the plague is, for it is a fretting leprosy. It shall be burnt in the fire. And if the priest shall look, and behold, the plague be not spread in the garment, either in the warp or in the woof or in anything of skin, then the priest shall command that they wash the thing wherein the plague is, and he shall shut it up seven days more. And the priest shall look on the plague. After that it is washed. And behold, if the plague have not changed his color, and the plague be not spread, it is unclean. Thou shalt burn it in the fire. It is fret inward, whether it be bare within or without. And if the priest look, and behold, the plague be somewhat dark after the washing of it, then he shall rend it out of the garment, or out of the skin, or out of the warp, warp or out of the woof. And if it appears still in the garment, either in the warp or in the woof, or in anything of skin, it is a spreading plague. Thou shalt burn that wherein the plague is with fire. And the garment, either warp or woof, or whatsoever thing of skin it be, which thou shalt wash, if the plague be departed from them, then it shall be washed the second time and shall be clean. This is the law of the plague of leprosy in a garment of woolen or linen, either in the warp or woof or anything of skins to pronounce it clean or to pronounce it unclean. Leviticus chapter 14. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, This shall be the law of the leper in the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought unto the priest, and the priest shall go forth out of the camp. And the priest shall look, and behold, if the plague of leprosy be healed in the leper, then shall the priest command to take for him that is to be cleansed two birds alive and clean, and cedar wood and scarlet and hyssop. And the priest shall command that one of the birds be killed in an earthen vessel over running water. As for the living bird, he shall take it and the cedar wood and the scarlet and the hyssop and shall dip them and the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water. And he shall sprinkle upon him that it, that is to be cleansed from the leprosy seven times and shall pronounce him clean and shall let the living bird loose into the open field. I'm going to read chapter uh, verse seven again. And he shall sprinkle upon him that is to be cleansed from the leprosy seven times and shall pronounce him clean and shall let the living bird loose into the open field. And he that is to be cleansed shall wash his clothes and shave off all his hair and wash himself in water that he may be clean. And after that he shall come into the camp and shall tarry abroad out of his tent seven days. But it shall be on the seventh day that he shall shave all his hair off his head and his beard and his eyebrows, even all his hair he shall shave off, and he shall wash his clothes. Also he shall wash his flesh in water, and he shall be clean. And on the eighth day he shall take two he lambs without blemish, and one ewe lamb of the first year without blemish, and three tenth deals of fine flour for a meat offering mingled with oil and of and one and one log of oil. And the priest that maketh him clean shall present the man that is to be made clean, and those things before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. 
and the priest shall take one he lamb and offer him for a trespass offering and the log of oil and wave them for a wave offering before the Lord. And he shall slay the lamb in the place where he shall kill the sin offering and the burnt offering in the holy place. For as the sin offering is the priest's, so is the trespass offering. It is most holy. And the priest shall take some of the blood of the trespass offering, and the priest shall put it upon the tip of the right ear of him that is to be cleansed, and upon the thumb of his right hand, and upon the great toe of his right foot. And the priest shall take some of the log of oil and pour it into the palm of his own left hand. And the priest shall dip his right finger in the oil that is in his left hand, and shall sprinkle of the oil with his finger seven times before the Lord. And of the rest of the oil that is in his hand shall the priest put upon the tip of the right ear of him that is to be cleansed, and upon the thumb of his right hand, and upon the great toe of his right foot, upon the blood of the trespass offering. And the remnant of the oil that is in the priest's hand, he shall pour upon the head of him that is to be cleansed, and the priest shall make an atonement for him before the Lord. And the priest shall offer the sin offering, and make an atonement for him that is to be cleansed from his uncleanness. And afterward he shall kill the burnt offering. And the priest shall offer the burnt offering and the meat offering upon the altar. And the priest shall make an atonement for him, and he shall be clean. And if he be poor and cannot get so much, then he shall, be, then he shall take one lamb for a trespass offering to be waived, to make an atonement for him, and one-tenth deal of fine flour mingled with oil for a meat offering and a log of oil and two turtle doves, or two young pigeons, such as he is able to get. And the one shall be a sin offering, and the other a burnt offering. And he shall bring them on the eighth day for his cleansing unto the priests, unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord. And the priest shall take the lamb of the trespass offering, and the log of oil, and the priest shall wave them for a wave offering before the Lord. And he shall kill the lamb of the trespass offering, and the priest shall take some of the blood of the trespass offering and put it upon the tip of the right ear of him that is to be cleansed and upon the thumb of his right hand and upon the great toe of his right foot. And the priest shall pour of the oil into the palm of his own left hand. And the priest shall sprinkle with his right finger some of the oil that is in his left hand seven times before the Lord. And the priest shall put of the oil that is in his hand upon the tip of the right ear of him that is to be cleansed, and upon the thumb of his right hand, and upon the great toe of his right foot, upon the place of the blood of the trespass offering. And the rest of the oil that is in the priest's hand he shall put upon the head of him that is to be cleansed, to make an atonement for him before the Lord. And he shall offer the one of the turtle doves, or of the young pigeons, such as he can get. Even such as he is able to get, the one for a sin offering, and the one for a burnt offering, with the meat offering, and the priest shall make an atonement for him that is to be cleansed before the Lord. This is the law of him in of, verse 32. I'll start that again. This is the law of him in whom is the plague of leprosy, whose hand is not able to get that which pertaineth to his cleansing. And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, When ye be come into the land of Canaan, which I give to you for a possession, and I put the plague of leprosy in a house of the land of your possession. And he that owneth the house shall come and tell the priest, saying, It seemeth to me there is as it were a plague in the house. Then the priest shall command that they empty the house before the priest 
go into it to see the plague, that all that is in the house be not made unclean. And afterward, the priest shall go in to see the house, and he shall look on the plague, and behold, if the plague be in the walls of the house with hollow streaks, greenish or reddish, which in sight are lower than the wall, then the priest shall go out of the house to the door of the house and shut up the house seven days. And the priest shall come again the seventh day and shall look and behold, if the plague be spread in the walls of the house, then the priest shall command that they take away the stones in which the plague is, and they shall cast them into an unclean place without the city. And he shall cause the house to be scraped without, was to be, I'll read to start again on chapter, uh, on verse 41. And he shall, that's Leviticus chapter 14, verse 41. And he shall cause the house to be scraped within round about. And they shall pour out the dust that they scraped, that they scrape off without the city into an unclean place. And they shall take other stones and put them in the place of those stones. And he shall take other mortar and shall plaster the house. And if the plague come again and break out in the house, after that he hath taken away the stones, and after he hath scraped the house, and after it is plastered, then the priest shall come and look, and behold, if the plague be spread in the house. It is a fretting leprosy in the house. It is unclean. And he shall break down the house, the stones of it, and the timber thereof, and all the mortar of the house, and he shall carry them forth out of the city into an unclean place. Moreover, he that goeth into the house all the while that it is shut up shall be unclean unto the even. And he that lieth in the house shall wash his clothes, and he that eateth in the house shall wash his clothes. And if the priest shall come in and look upon it, and behold, the plague hath not spread in the house, after the house was plastered, then the priest shall pronounce the house clean, because the plague is healed." And he shall take to cleanse the house two birds, and cedar wood, and scarlet, and hyssop. And he shall kill the one of the birds in an earthen vessel over running water. And he shall take the cedar wood, and the hyssop, and the scarlet, and the living bird, and dip them in the blood of the slain bird, and in the running water, and sprinkle the house seven times. And he shall cleanse the house with the blood of the bird. And with the running water, and with the living bird, and with the cedar wood, and with the hyssop, and with the scarlet. But he shall let go the living bird out of the city into the open fields, and make an atonement for the house, and it shall be clean. This is the law for all manner of plague, of leprosy and skull, and for the leprosy of a garment, and of a house, and for a rising, and for a scab, and for a bright spot, to teach when it is unclean, and when it is clean. This is the law of leprosy. Leviticus chapter 15. And the Lord spake unto Moses and to Aaron, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When any man hath a running issue out of his flesh, because of his issue he is unclean. And this shall be his uncleanness in his issue. Whether his flesh run with his issue, or his flesh be stopped from his issue, it is his uncleanness. Every bed wherein he lieth that hath the issue is unclean, and every thing wherein he sitteth shall be unclean. And whosoever toucheth his bed shall wash his clothes, and bathe himself in water, and be unclean until the even. And he that sitteth on any thing wherein he sat that hath the issue shall wash his clothes, and bathe himself in water, and be unclean until the even. And he that toucheth the flesh of him that hath the issues 
that have the issue shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the even. And if he that hath the issue spit upon him that is clean, then he shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the even. And what saddle soever he rideth upon that issue that hath the issue shall be unclean. I'll read verse 9 again. And what saddle soever he rideth upon that hath the issue shall be unclean. And whosoever toucheth anything that was under him shall be unclean until the even. And he that beareth any of those things shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the even. And whomsoever he toucheth that hath the issue and hath not rinsed his hands in water, he shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the even. And the vessel of earth that he toucheth with uh, which hath the issue shall be broken, and every vessel of wood shall be rinsed in water. And when he that hath an issue is cleansed of his issue, then he shall number to himself seven days for his cleansing, and wash his clothes, and bathe his flesh in running water, and shall be clean. And on the eighth day he shall take to him two turtle doves, or two young pigeons, and come before the Lord unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and give them unto the priest. And the priest shall offer them, the one for a sin offering, and the other for a burnt offering. And the priest shall make an atonement for him before the Lord for his issue. And if any man's seed of copulation go out from him, then he shall wash all his flesh in water, and be unclean until the even. And every garment and every skin wherein, whereon is the seed of copulation shall be washed with water, and be unclean until the even. The woman also with whom man shall lie with seed of copulation. I'll read that again, verse 18. The woman also with whom man shall lie with seed of copulation, they shall both bathe themselves in water and be unclean until the even. And if a woman have an issue and her issue in her flesh be blood, she shall be put apart seven days, and whosoever toucheth her, toucheth her shall be unclean until the even. And everything that she lieth upon in her separation shall be unclean. Everything also that she sitteth upon shall be unclean. And whosoever toucheth her bed shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the even. And whosoever toucheth anything that she sat upon shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the even. And if it be on her bed or on anything wherein she sitteth, when he toucheth her, when he toucheth it, he shall be unclean until the even. And if any man lie with her at all, and her flowers be upon him, he shall be unclean seven days, and all the bed wherein he lieth shall be unclean. And if a woman have an issue of her blood many days out of the time of her separation, or if it run beyond the time of her separation, all the days of the issue of her uncleanness shall be as the days of her separation. She shall be unclean. Every bed whereon she lieth all the days of her issue shall be unto her as the bed of her separation. And whatsoever she sitteth upon shall be unclean as the uncleanness of her separation. And whosoever toucheth those things shall be unclean and shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and, heap, and be unclean until the even. But if she be cleansed of her issue, then she shall number to herself seven days, and after that she shall be clean. And on the eighth day 
she shall take unto her two turtles or two young pigeons and bring them unto the priest to the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And the priest shall offer the one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. And the priest shall make an atonement for her before the Lord for the issue of her uncleanness. Thus shall ye separate the children of Israel from their uncleanness, that they die not in their uncleanness, when they defile my tabernacle that is among them. This is the law of him that hath an issue, and of him whose seed goeth from him, and is defiled therewith, and of her that is sick of her flowers, and of him that hath an issue of the man, and of the woman, and of him that lieth with her that is unclean. Well, sweet saints, that is the end of today's edition. I know that it was a blessing to you because the word of God is faithful. The word of God is true. The word of God is mighty and the word of God is life changing. After reading this word, you will never be the same again. I encourage you to continue to allow your children to listen to this. And I even share with you something that maybe some people may find and may think, oh, maybe I shouldn't let my children listen to this when it's talking about things like lying with a man or things like, uh, you know, well, that type of thing in particular that we've come to so far. And as we go further, you'll hear about how God killed this, this person was killed or that one was killed by this thing. This is the word of God. And if God did not want for each and every one of us to learn about it, he would not have put it in his word. So I encourage you to let the children listen to it and explain it in a way that is appropriate. And you know your child, you know your child's age, you know what they understand and don't understand. And of course, you know, we have to be appropriate as we share and explain They may not understand all of these big words at first, and they they will understand a lot of things, more than you realize. But I encourage you to give them the word of God, unadulterated, as God wrote it, because he says that's what he wants. He wants us to understand his word. He wants us to read his word. In fact, it's it's important that your children learn his word. So as they learn his word, they'll be strengthened. And you teach them and you explain things to them and you share things with them. And that's our job as parents. But I encourage you to not be afraid to allow them to listen to the word of God. I know some of you have probably been thinking about that. Listen to the word of God and explain it to him or her and explain them what to them what it means appropriately. Appropriately. It's the same as when a, when a child may ask you something about a very a very uh, adult topic, if you will, and they ask you a question and you're probably surprised, and but you explain in an appropriate way what it is. So you may not go into all detail, depending on the age of the child, but you may say something very simple that satisfies their understanding and gives them a better understanding but doesn't go into explicit inappropriate details. So I just share that with you. And um, I'll give you an example. Um, when, When my daughter was young, a little boy said to her, um, gave her, taught her a word, um, 
a three-letter word, if your children are listening, I'm not going to say it, but a three-letter word, which you and I know, of course, um, and said that people do this thing. And so she was five years old. She was in kindergarten. And she came home and asked me, what does it mean when people do this three-letter word? And I was shocked. But then what I realized was, okay, she's asking. Praise God that she asked me, number one. She didn't learn it from someone else. And number two, I explained it to her. And I said, it's something that a mother and father, a husband and wife do when they love each other. And she said, oh, okay. And that was the end of that conversation until much later. So you see, there's a way to um, appropriately explain things to your children without being inappropriate. So I just share that with you and I hope and pray that again, you will consider that and you will remember that the word of God is important for them to understand. And while this may not be something that they're going to quite understand explicitly and in detail, it will feed their spirit, man, because it's the word of God. And no matter what, the word of God will grow you spiritually. Whoever is listening to it, it will grow them. So I'm going to close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every one who listened here today. And I ask you in the name of Jesus, Lord God, to give them wisdom and give them vision that they might see according to your eyes, Lord God. Take the scales off their eyes that they may see according to what you have to say, Lord God. Give them a soft heart. Take away the hardness out of their heart. Take away the stony heart, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And each one of them, I give you praise and honor and I thank you in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. I want to thank you for listening. You can go to anchor.fm to listen online. You can also go to the Anchor app if you have that. You can go to the Apple podcast. You can also go to CastBox. And again, you can go to quite a few other places. And uh, all you have to do is go to Michelle Donatian Ministries. You can find me on my Facebook page. In fact, today's uh, message from Sunday Sunday morning meeting I shared via video on my Facebook page and also on YouTube so you can go to my uh, in uh, uh, what's the word I can't think of it right now my Twitter page and my Instagram that's the word I was looking for and my Instagram page and of course those are under Michelle Donatian Ministries or you can even put in Michelle Donatian and you'll find me that way as well or go to my uh, website, michelledonatian.com. So wherever you are, I encourage you to share it with your friends, share it with your family members, and talk to them about sharing it with their children as well, and with their wife, and with their husband, because the Word of God is true. The Word of God is solid, and the Word of God is life-changing. God bless you, friends. Until tomorrow, I love you. Goodbye.